Themistocles and here the podcasting beats from the East with the Professor John Gotti, the king of RNG, the troll master, the data analyzing into the conqueror of his own fate. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Professor Omega, the cleaner. How you doing there, boy? You know. Uh-oh. Doing pretty good. I could always be better if I commit the same type of effort as the hardest working man in podcasting mm-hmm. today, our tribal beast. Tom Grassy. The head of the table. <laughs> the Sultan of Squat. Los Tranquilo. The Pied Piper of podcasting. That's sanitizer. Da. Least happy Friday, man. How you happy, feeling? happy, 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 joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. It is Friday. I'm doing good, man. How you doing there, boy? Well, I'm out here just ready to deploy some predictions for the upcoming divisional round. Yeah. And let's see if I can have a repeat of last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a beast, man. Uh, freaking um, just Prophet Um Hopefully that gaudy cloud doesn't rain terror. I think it might. I'm, I might. I might purposely go for gaudy cloud and pick up. Nah, I understand. I understand. Uh, before we get there, I uh, did just want to make sure we wish a speedy recovery to Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bulls are playing pretty well outside of the Kovachan um, outbreak that happened a couple of weeks ago, but he's out six to eight weeks having surgery on that knee. Um, with a torn meniscus, um, which is good. I mean, six to eight weeks for a torn meniscus is, is a pretty good turnaround. That's hopefully. a really good turnaround. Yeah, hopefully he can uh, recover strong and uh, continue to lead that Bulls team. Uh, it was a surprise move for him to go to Chicago with DeMar DeRozan and company, um, but I know they're really hoping to get him back. His first major injury, yep. um, which you know sometimes changes the course of a young player's uh, career. So hopefully this is just one injury uh, that he goes through, he recovers from, and he gets back or comes back stronger than ever. And it's like Doc always keeps talking about, it's never the physical aspect of recovering from an injury. That's the biggest hurdle to overcome is that mental aspect of it. Exactly. Um, you know, will you ever trust that leg again? You know what I mean? Will you ever trust that leg again? Um, but moving on to the football, the gridiron, before we get into these predictions and possibly spoilers, the Giants have done it first. Uh, the first team to hire their next general manager. Um, they are hiring Buffalo Bills executive Joe Schoen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I'm going to pronounce his name right now. I don't know. Hopefully that is correct. But Joe was the guy. Um, you know, I know my cousin, my brother, they were hoping for, um, I believe, I don't think it was this guy. I think it was another gentleman. I can't think of his name off the top of my head here, but they were hoping for another guy. And I, and I think we talked about it. Uh, we were hoping that the Giants weren't trying to create a, uh, a Reese situation, um, <laughs> you know, but um, I think Hiring somebody from Buffalo. Buffalo's always been a pretty good team over these last couple of years. Um, so I yeah, believe one of the that biggest thing the- that they did was, you know, 
get a cornerstone quarterback. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, develop their defense through the draft, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and their offensive line, when they decide to play well, you know, is pretty solid. I would probably say they're like top 10 in the league. The former GM, uh, and he was able to actually bring in uh, some pretty good key pieces uh, via trade as well, too. So to say that he did a you know decent job would be a drastic understatement. Right. And I'm sure it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't just like him. I mean, but he was a part of that organization and under that leadership. Uh, so that makes sense. The other gentleman was Ryan Pools from uh, Kansas City, uh, yes. which, I mean, the Kansas City front office has always been good for the last four to five years. Um, they've been hitting, I mean, you think about the quarterbacks that they've had in that system, you know, both with Alex Smith, obviously, and now Patrick Mahomes, the running backs that have come in, the, the, the weapons that have come in and out, uh, they've been able to do a good job. Um, but John Myra, of course, the president of the Giants said, you know, throughout their search, um, Joe was the guy that impressed them with his ability to communicate a progressive and comprehensive vision for the team. Um, and, you know, before you can start moving things, you know, you have to have that vision. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of GMs lack. They lack vision. They, they kind of just like crumble under pressure and they don't stick to their goals, it seems like. They kind of just I would, I would agree with the, reactive. With, the, with the latter of the two, definitely. Um, yeah, they come real They reactive. have an opportunity. I mean, we kind of talked about that with the 76. It's like they had mm. a plan, but then mm-hmm. they just went in a totally different direction and it kind of dull pal from there, unfortunately. Right, right. And John Mara continued. He said his philosophy and collaborative approach to building a roster and a coaching staff aligned with what we're looking for in a general manager. Of course, this comes after Dave Gettleman's retirement. Um, but honestly, so far this morning alone, um, I've seen three de- uh, three coaches pegged to you know to be the next head coach of the New York Giants. Uh, surprisingly, all of them were defensive guys. Um, the first one that came through, of course, said Todd Bowles. Uh, then the next one said Brian Flores, and then the last one said Mr. Quinn um, from the Cowboys, which, you know, I, I think each one of them would be great. Um, obviously, Flores had the most success out of the coaches that are being listed as a head coach. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think... Um, the Giants can't go wrong with either one of these hires. Defense is definitely somebody that they need to bring in. Um, I would be curious to see if Todd Bowles goes back to New York, which is so crazy. That would be insane. <laughs> he just says, you know what? I did the Jets, which he did a pretty good job with the Jets. But, I mean, he, he, he lacked a quarterback. And I think, you know, once you, once you have that quarterback issue and you don't resolve it, it's just not one of those things that you ever re- recover from. But if the sources are correct, and if Brian Flores comes in and Deshaun Watson wants to go into the Giants, um, I have to think that that's a big win for the Giants, as well as the start of Joe Shun's, uh, Showen's, uh general manager tenure. Now I'm going to start calling him Joe Shun's. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> we'll just call him Joe Show. The Joe Show. Yikes. I feel like we, uh, we probably shouldn't start that in that, in that market at all. 
it usually doesn't turn out well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but Johnny, let's let's go ahead and get ready. Let's jump in. We got four games this weekend. We got four games. Well, you're gonna do that next week when we get to our final four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a little you're too right. premature to be getting the horse out there. You're right. You're right. Um, but we got Saturday game, Saturday afternoon, tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got the Bengals headed to Tennessee. Ah, the Bengals are 0-7 all-time in road playoff games. That's just a little light bulb there that NFL.com is giving us to sway our prediction. Of course they're saying But the Bengals, Titans... Nissan Stadium, Johnny, on CBS. Who do you got? I mean, I know the Duke always says that he, his team's always going to lose in these types right. of situations, but they're getting their main guy back. You're my number one guy. <laughs> but unfortunately, just like Bob and Batman. I'm going with Kitty Goes Meow. Doc, who you got? Yikes. Um, it's a tough one. I mean, what the Bengals were able to do to the Raiders' run game uh, was tremendous. And they've been able to neutralize um, certain weapons over the season. But I believe the Titans are going to win this game. Like I said, um, I think a lot of the Titan, I would say they all need to win this game. The Titans need to win this game. The Titans yeah. want to win this game, and the Titans must win, win this, this game. game. Um, I think it's for the whole tenure. Um, so I'm going to go with the Titans. It's not going to be. A, it's gonna, not going to be like you know a lopsided score. It's going to be close. This is going to be a close one. Ooh, Doc's going with a close scoring game. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Okay. I'll I'll leave my opinions till after the game. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, Saturday night, we got the 49ers headed to Lambeau. Uh, First and foremost, this little light bulb here, Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 versus the 49ers in postseason history. Yep. They're in Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold outside. Make sure you wear your booties. It's It's going to be cold, but it's going to be rocking it's going to be loud. Johnny, who you got? You know, I mean, they got a guy named Debo. Who? Debo. Out there uh, doing it all, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, they're, but their running attack is really solid. Their defense, I mean, we got to see what's going to happen with Fred Warner and Nick. Not Joey, Bosa. Um, but I kept saying this all season long. I'm not going to go away from Aaron Rodgers just yet. Uh, they're getting, you know, pieces coming back, uh, especially on the defense as well, which 
it's surprising that they their defense has been playing great um, without Alexander or, you know, some of these other pieces, and they're getting Dave Bakhtiari back. I'm going with Green Bay, breaking the curse, and that's even if the 49ers go with Trey Lance because I know a lot of people went with that storyline of Trey Lance coming in, starting the game, and Kaepernicking the Packers. I'm not buying that. You, you, you um, like the Kaepernicking part? Yeah, I, I figured you would enjoy that. That was perfect. Um, but I'm actually going to pick the 49ers, um, not just to go with the 0-3 record, but um, the last game that they played, the 49ers really had them on the ropes uh, for the last to the last 30 seconds of the game, um, in which Aaron Rodgers was able to complete two great passes um, that set them up for a game-winning field goal. Yeah, but that was um, also think, the same game that like both field goal kickers was like abysmal. I think it's going to be the same. Um, it's going to be cold. That ball's going to be rock solid. Um, it's going to be like kicking Yikes. a brick. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so, hey, you're going to have to check the air pressure on these balls this game because um, those balls are going to be bricks kicking this weekend. Uh, so it's not going to be any long field goals. It's going to be a lot of pipe, uh, 35 tops. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any field goals over 35 yards because that ball's going to be rock solid. It's going to be a lot of shorts and a lot of Wide left, wide right. Yikes. But we got I'm Sunday. Go Sunday. Sunday, <sighs> Sunday, Sunday. The afternoon game at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the LA Rams coming off of a dominant win against the Arizona Cardinals, laying Grandpa Cardinal to rest. Oh, that was so sad. That was so sad. Facing off against the reigning, defending, undisputed National Football League champions of the world, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Doc, who you got? Bucks. Ooh, he doesn't even hesitate this talk, folks. He is that confident 14 and two. his team that I am going to go with the Rams. The Buccaneers as well. Uh, this um, is going like to be a, a game where Matthew Stafford absolutely implode. Yeah, I could see that happening. As and well, throws four interceptions in the game. That's so funny because the uh, NFL writers wrote that Tom was going to throw three, but I just don't see that happening. Um, even even if be... Tom throws two, <laughs> it's going to be an interception and the ball changes hands. With Stafford, right. it's going to be four picks. And at least two of them are going to the house. Hey, you know, I appreciate that. Um, but I just feel like it's going to be a situation. I don't think the Rams were challenged mm. last week. Um, yeah. But I think this is going to be a challenge, you know, watching Gronk, watching Mike Evans, um, you know, Perriman. Um, I think Johnson came up, came around. Uh, you got Gio Bernard. You might get Lenny back. I guess we'll find out You're probably in an probably hour. Most likely going to get Lenny back, most likely. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out in about two hours um, who's playing. I'm pretty sure Tristan Worse is uh, rehabbing. It's funny because I think uh, I might have absorbed his ankle pain because um, this morning, like <laughs> out of nowhere, my ankle started hurting. So Doc I might have was like it. on Tuesday, he was like, Tristan Worse, give me your ankle energy. <laughs> Transfer yeah. with mine, please. Yeah, I feel like I might have absorbed it because like, my ankle, like, for some reason, started hurting this morning. So maybe, like, I'm going to put myself in a boot. 
Um, and then he, yes. he'll be able to get off the boot. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, I think you know, there's been a lot of attention on Wirfs, on, you know, that offensive line, you know, and on Lenny, when in reality, some of these other guys are just as talented um, and they just have to come in and play. Mm-hmm. And then the play of our, the play of our state. Just to let you know, too, um, Leonard Fournette is back to practice today. Yeah, I think they were all doing walkthroughs uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then yesterday, I believe it was full practice. I didn't watch the press conferences yesterday. Yeah, but he's in full pads. My man, Lenny. I know Rojo can't cut, so I don't think Rojo's playing, but that's okay. Yeah. No, um, but him. finally, the game of the week, Johnny. The, the game, game of the, of the weekend. weekend for so many people. They're calling this the heavyweight fight. The main event. We have the Buffalo Bills traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Doc, what you got? This is going to be such a tough one. Um, The Bills really, similar to the Titans, they really need to win this. They do. Um, This is conquering demons. But I'll say this, um, and we've watched the Bills implode the last two to three years um, where they've ran out of steam. There's been some questionable play calls. Um, there have been, you know, obviously Josh Allen would just make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the Bills have a chance to redeem all of that this weekend. Are you calling uh, I'm the going- Bills the redeem team? I'm going to pick the Bills um, in this game. I mean, I'm very reluctant to do so, but I'm going to pick the Bills to win only because I feel like, again, similar to Matthew Stafford not being challenged, I don't think the Chiefs were challenged last week either. Uh, so it's kind of a walk in the park. And I would like to see what happens this particular game when them Bill, them Bill boys are going to be coming after them. Unfortunately, Doc, the Chiefs, even though they laid Big Ben to rest career-wise and absolutely mollywhopped the Steelers last week, they have been on a run outside of their loss to those Kitty Goes Meow Bengals. They are trying to get to three straight Super Bowls they don't want to be denied anything whatsoever. And many are saying that this game will decide who will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And with that all said, Doc, I'm going with the Bills as well, too. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. It's, it's like I said. This is going to be a close game. I think all of them are going to be close games. Yeah, if the Chiefs win it, I get it. But uh, I think the Bills have to – they have to win this. The Titans have to win this, you know. Like, I I mean, a lot of people are saying that the Packers have to win this um, in order to keep things together. I mean, obviously, you know, everything going on with – Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you know. We heard nothing saying, about that after what? Week, what, week three, week four, yep. I think it was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, <laughs> um, 
yeah, they have, but I believe they have to win it. Um, it's just one of those things that I believe. I don't like the Rams. I feel like they also have to win it, but the pressure of winning for the Rams, you know, McVay, Stafford, OBJ, you know, some of these guys. I that, think the Rams definitely, definitely have to win it because they went all in this season. With getting Von Miller, with getting OBJ, with getting the hype, mm-hmm. bro, for championship aspirations. The fact that they even won their division via a loss doesn't look good on them. They need to win. And if they were able to knock off the reigning, defending, undisputed NFL world champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, that'll finally put some respect on their names. Because we know how good the Rams are. We know how good they are. No, they're a dominant team. Cooper Cousins is the best. They don't play up to that expectation, and that's what's going to hurt them. True. Um, And and we're going to have to test. I think uh, this is another situation where, you know, we're in that same boat last season with the Bucs, and, you know, all eyes are really on the secondary, right? You know, can this secondary stop OBJ and Cooper Cup and, you know, any other receiver that comes out of there, the tight end that they have? I know exactly what they need to do before the game. Slap each other? Slap I think, hands. I think they Slap need Bruce Aarons to pop upside the head. God, I can't believe you went there. Um, I mean, I'm talking uh, Gibbs slap for those who watch NCIS. Like, you know, hey, this isn't the time and place for that kind of malarkey. Get out there and let's get this win. Yikes. I think that'd be great. To, to even to, to mock the league for that stupid fine. I think it would be hilarious um, if, you know, outside of the tunnel, everybody's walking by and he's just like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm just see now you get it. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Um, but lastly, Johnny, uh, last two things I wanted to touch on. Um, actually, last one thing. Um, God dang, Texans. Conducting an interview with freaking Josh McCown. What the bleep? And we talked about this. This isn't the first time they, they interviewed him for a head coach position, too. And that's the sad part. We talked about this um, earlier this year or earlier in the season. I can't say this year because this year is pretty early. Early in the season six about play former players getting the quick head coaching nod you know the jason kids of the world yeah um you know i mean although he's been a veteran backup and they usually say that uh, you know backup quarterbacks are the closest things to assistant coaches but has josh mccown proven anything that he would be a good head coach for the texans at this point of their franchise they are in dire need of a culture builder uh, somebody's somebody's gonna come in and instill a new culture. I'm not trying to question Josh McCown, but my God, you gotta be kidding me! Bring in Marvin Lewis and stop playing games. <laughs> Real quick update: Tristan sure. Wirth is uh, full padded uh, out there with the first lineman this morning mm-hmm. during practice as well as Ryan Jensen as well too. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I took the pain. I did it. I did it for the Bucks. 
He did it for the bucks. I did it for the bucks. But Johnny, I know the people heard this podcast on their favorite podcast platform. But if they didn't, they can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com to review this episode as well as all the previous. Be sure to tune in next week as we review these games as well as give you the news, the analysis, and the reads. Rest in peace, Louis Anderson.